0: Love Talk Radio.
1: What's going on, people? It's time to talk jets with your boy Long Beach Joe. I am so excited. Already got people in the chat. We're all fired up, ready to go. Man, let me tell you something. This is a week where we're going into it against the Bills with a very good football team. Uh, they're looking at the situation where this is a team in the Bills that really could be, you know, the division winners. They're definitely going to be up there competing to win the division. Absolutely. They've retooled. They've got, you know, a couple of good players. Stefan Diggs, one of them. And their matchups are really, really tough for us, especially when you look at the situation here where we, you know, are looking at it like we're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. There's a lot of guys that have gone down, a lot of guys that are, you know, not going to be playing that weird we need. And also we're looking at the situation like, hey, who's going to be, you know, the guy that's going to step up offensively for us. So listen, we're going to get into all that. But listen here. I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go to Facebook, type in Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love talking to Jets fans going back and forth, so please give me some feedback. I want to hear your thoughts about what I'm doing here at the Long Beach Joe show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I'm fired up. Listen, it's time to talk about it. You got injuries. We all know that they're coming here. You look at the offensive injuries first, Mims out. That's definitely going to hurt our offense. The receiving core has been a mess so far. Even if you still got Paramin dealing with the knee injury as well, if that knee injury swells up, whew, there's going to be some issues here. So with Mims out, that's going to be a big blow because here's the young guy that we all thought would absolutely turn it around this season. He was the guy that we brought in that was going to, you know, fix some of the issues that we had offensively. And now we're looking at, hey, he might be a guy that might be gone until, who knows, maybe week five, something like that. You know, that's just kind of crazy kind of crazy right now. So the offense right now is really kind of stuttering and stammering as far as the wide receiver position. We brought in Chris Hogan. We know he's going to be there. Uh, You know, we're looking at at guys like Crowder to really step up as well. Um, So we're trying to see what exactly we can do. But the biggest problem that I'm seeing is, hey, how are we going to help Sam Darnold kind of get to that next level? And I don't think we've necessarily done that. Uh, You look at the situation offensively, like I just spoke about the wide receiver position, it's kind of in flux, especially with the injury to Mims, kind of makes you look at the situation like, hey, should we have drafted a wide receiver? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Maybe we should have drafted more than just one wide receiver. You know what I mean? I remember telling people that nobody wanted to listen. You know what I'm saying? I remember telling people that we should get rid of a certain somebody so that we could get, you know, maybe a C.D. Lamb or a Jerry Judy or something like that. People yelled at me like might be going north about that take, but all right, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, it is what it is. I'll deal with it, you know, but you look at the situation now and when Mim's going down, it's like, okay, well, who's the new offensive threat for Sam? And it's kind of a mess there. Uh, you look at the the running back position. Um, we're looking at Le'Veon Bell, a guy that I definitely think should get definitely get the – load of carries this season even though we brought in frank gore p ryan's going to be out as well he's dealing with the injury so they brought up josh adams um this running back situation i'm looking at it like look Le'Veon bell this should be his year no if ands or buts about it this should not be a year where we are asking adam gaze hey why isn't this guy getting the ball more hey why isn't this guy doing this? Why aren't we seeing Le'Veon Bell out wide or split out or motioned or anything like that? This is not the year that we should be asking that. No, no, no. We should absolutely be talking about how Le'Veon Bell is being fed week in and week out. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, and like I, like I was speaking about earlier as well, that would help Sam Darnold to kind of ease the load off of him. If you can bring Le'Veon Bell out the backfield and have him there, um, have him catching footballs out the backfield you know, have him, you know, handing the ball off to him, getting those early runs, hitting that defense hard. It starts to soften things up. So Sam Donald can go out there and make plays. Um, And I'm going to get to the calls early. I see we got a lot of calls coming in. Don't believe me. We will get to you folks in a a couple seconds. But I also want to talk about this offensive line as well. This offensive line is something that I think is still kind of a question mark for me. I understand we got McGovern. I understand, you know, we brought guys in. We went and got Beckton. Beckton, who I'm hoping is really going to turn into the mauler that everyone says, you know, that he's looking like he's going to be. He's definitely going to be tested this season as well because we play a lot of really good football teams with solid pass rushers. I mean, guys are absolutely going to get after him this season. I mean, we've got the Niners coming up. Uh, the Chiefs are on, you know, I'm saying, the Seahawks. We got guys coming up that can get around the edge that are absolutely going to test him. So I want to see what happens with him as well, too. I want to see, you know, what goes on with Beckton this year because, like I said, he's going to be tested early and often, and I I honestly think he's a guy that can step up and do that. I'm a little bit more concerned about that right tackle spot, though. I'm not the biggest George Fant um, fan, (laughs) to be completely honest with you. I'm a little worried about it, but, you know, maybe he's a guy that can hold the fort and stand up there and kind of keep the pressure off of Sam. Um, you know, and so I'm just looking to see us do whatever we can to help this young kid out because we really put him in a situation where if he doesn't have protection and he has no weapons, what are you expecting to do? Because I'm about to go to one more thing that I think has really hurt Sam as well. It's Adam Gaze, man. Listen, everyone wants to say that I'm a Gaze basher. I'm not a Gaze basher. I'm a Gaze truth teller. Okay, let me tell you the difference between a basher. A basher just bashes him regardless. I give him, you know, kudos when he does well, which is not very often, but I'll also tell the truth about him. Adam Gage from beginning to end has not been a good, uh, a good offensive coordinator or a good head coach. Outside of one year with Peyton Manning, there's been issues with him offensively throughout the league. You can see it. You can see when he was with the Dolphins, the issues there. You saw it last year coming here where there was a lack of adjustments in games. There was, you know, the game plans was often just absolutely ridiculous. Um, you also saw, you know, the fact that the play calling was bad. We used to see that all the time too, where he would come out and do things and we would just go, Oh my God, are you serious? Like, come on, we need you to step up. So those are my biggest concerns going into this game is the offense, especially when you're talking about you know, us matching up with a Bills team that has a ferocious defense. I mean, these guys get after it. Ed Oliver, Trent Murphy, the you know, Tredavious White. The names just go on and on. This Bills defense is ready to go, okay? They are ready to go, and they're not playing any games whatsoever. And if we don't make sure that we protect him, you know, he's going to get hit. He's going to get banged around. He can end up on the IR, <laughs> to be absolutely honest, and I don't want to see that happen. He could, he could damn sure end up on the IR. So we've got to make sure, you know, that we find some way to protect him. And I think one way that we can actually do that is using the two tight end set. Listen, Herndon, this guy, you know, everyone's excited about him. He's finally back. I like Herndon, but the knock on him, have we seen the flashes? Yes, we've seen where he, hey, this kid knows, looks like he, he's got it. Like he knows what he's doing out there, but he's often injured. This guy can't stay healthy throughout the season. If he stays healthy this season, we'll be good to go. He's got to stay right. If he can stay right for us and he can stay healthy and he can go out there and be a guy that's a safety blanket for Sam Darnold, that does nothing but bode well for us. Also, Griffin as well. On the other side, I want to see a lot of two tight end sets, especially with the issues that we have at wide receiver. Should be no reason that we don't see a lot of two, two tight end sets here. Also, again, another formation out, some splitbacks. Let's see Le'Veon, Bell, and Gore on the field at the same exact time. There's no reason why these things shouldn't be done. Adam Gaze needs to be innovative this year. He needs to be what we keep hearing he is, but we never really see. We need to see that now. I'm tired of hearing about it, but not seeing it anymore. We need to see him be able to utilize the personnel that he has on his team. We need to see that. We need to see better uh, utilization of the roster. We need to see him understand how to fit his scheme to what he has because all the other offensive minds around the league can do that. Doug Peterson did it. Uh, yeah, we're banged up. The Eagles were hella banged up last year, hella banged up. I'm talking about he was pulling guys out of YMCA parking lots. These guys, some of these guys are practice squad players. Some of these guys like, were just coming around, and he was finding ways to utilize these, these people and their talent and getting the job done. You know what I'm saying? So you, 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 can't, you can't use everything as an excuse. The scheme has to be better. The coaching has to be better. You know, the, the play calling has to be better. We have to do something. We just cannot lay down offensively and die. But I'm kind of going to put that aside because I want to get to these callers. You know what I'm saying? I can go on all day about the Jets. So I'm going to get to my first caller, 908. I'm coming straight to you. What's going on? Let me know your name and where you're from.
2: Hey, Joe. It's Steve. What's up, man?
1: Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? How are you doing today?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, Joe. But before we get into the into this game tomorrow, my first question is to you. You being safe out there in California with all the fires?
1: Man, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy out here. They aren't like super close to me, but i tell you what. We are definitely feeling, you know, the, all the smoke that's in the air all the debris and stuff like that. So we're being as safe as possible, but I do have friends that are a little bit closer and they're kind of, you know, getting more and more weary because the, the, the fires kind of jump around from spot to spot, especially with the redwood trees that are up there because redwood trees burn down into the roots and then the roots kind of, the trees fall and then the, the burning embers go into the air and they start blowing around and they catch other stuff on fire too. It's absolutely crazy. So, uh, you know, I'm staying as safe as possible. And you know, my thoughts and prayers are with those that are definitely dealing with that, you know, firsthand and have lost their houses or anything like that. But I'm all right, Steve. But how about yourself, man? Yeah, no,
2: it's been a long time, talk, man. It's just I've I've missed you so much. I mean, I know you don't do the um the show anymore, but I mean, I'm glad I'm glad to hear though that you're starting your own show. Can't wait to talk with you about this football team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so, Steve, let's go ahead and get into it, man. I want to get your thoughts on this. What are your expectations for Sam Darnold coming into this season?
2: Well, the biggest thing going into this season is for Sam. I mean, this is year number three for him. You know, hopefully this year he stays healthy throughout the whole season. I mean, his rookie season, he had the foot injury and then last year with the mono, you know, I mean, the thing is there, there, now the thing about going into this game against Buffalo, there needs to be three things that need to happen. Number one, the offensive line, this new offensive line we have, it has to protect Sam. I mean, we're going up against probably the second toughest front seven defense that the Bills have. I mean, that defensive line is, is stacked. And especially when they have a head coach like Sean McDervin, who's a very, very, very good head coach, very good defensive-minded guy. I mean, he is a defensive guy, coach, and he knows what it takes to, like – He's going to trick some plays, honestly, with with us. I mean, it's just – and the biggest test is going to be for Makai Benton when he goes up against Ed Oliver, who's one of the – Ed Oliver is one of the best – he is a great pass rusher. I mean, he's not the best pass rusher, but he is one of the top pass rushers in the league. And, I mean Mm – and, I mean, the thing is, when you, when you look at that linebacking position, that the one player, you, I mean, he's a great player in Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, he's great. Yeah. And Tremadius White, who recently just signed a big mega deal contract. I mean, Buffalo just gave him a big contract just just now. And the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, one thing that's definitely going to be an advantage is, is that, you know, Buffalo's not going to have any fans, so there's not going to be any crowd noise. I mean, despite that there's going to be artificial crowd noise, But, I mean, the thing is is that going into that game is the offensive line has to protect Sam. If Sam gets protected, that's great. The other thing is is that Adam Gaze needs to use Le'Veon Bell right. Like, he's got to use Bell right. Because last year, Buffalo was not really a good team last year when it came to stopping the run last year. That was their biggest weakness on the defensive side. But they were a good defensive team against the pass. I mean, because – If you remember from that first game of the year last year, there were a time where the Bills players were jumping up and down on the line, whether it was a defensive lineman or a linebacker on their team, when they were just jumping up in the air and batting the ball down to the ground. I mean, that's going to be the biggest other thing. If Le'Veon Bell gets a good running game, that has to happen. Now, the defensive
1: side of the ball, I mean – Listen, we're going up again. Wait, wait, before, b- wait, before we go, before yeah, go. we go to the defensive side of the ball. You, you're bringing the fire right now, Steve. I'm telling you right now, you are absolutely bringing the fire. Okay, you sitting in the fire, to, fire, fire department in my house right now. I need, I need you to slow okay. down. You know what I'm saying? I need you to slow down. You're bringing the fire department to my house right now. You're hearing the sirens right now. It is absolutely crazy. You're burning the place down. I agree with a lot of your takes, but you mentioned you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. You talked about Sam Darnold being protected. I want to get your thoughts on Herndon, though. What are your thoughts on him coming into the season? and How do you think that he could impact the offense as well if he stays healthy?
2: No, it could definitely bring a big impact. I mean, there were kings there were I remember Sam's rookie year and Herndon's rookie year when they were rookies together where they had a nice connection with each other. Like I want that to be like a Patrick Mahomes-Travis Kelsey yeah. connection, a Jimmy Garoppolo-George Kittle connection. Like if we can get that kind of connection, we could have mm-hmm. a really, really good set tight end for the future in Chris Herndon. But the thing is though, the biggest thing is what also has to happen is for tomorrow is Adam Gaze needs to coach a good game against the Bills. Yeah. Because if Adam yeah. Gaze does not coach a good game against the Bills, Joe, we're gonna be we're gonna be screwed. We're gonna be in trouble.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I I'm right there with you. Um, I'm a guy that is, is has talked about Adam Gaze for quite a bit that we need to see him step up and you're right because and one of the reasons why I think a lot of people always say well Joe why are you always talking about Adam Gaze why are you always so hard on him listen if Adam Gaze does not do his job effectively it's going to make Sam Donald's life a whole hell of a lot harder do you like a lot of people do not understand that I don't understand why and I, it's not all Jets fans I love Jets fans I love... I'm a fan of my damn self, okay? I'm right there with you. But some of you, like, you don't get offense. <laughs> it, this is an offensively driven league. You have to have your offense together. And so if you have issues and you can't get guys, you know, you, you have coaches that can't put guys in the right positions to make plays, mm-hmm. you're going to be dead in the water. We're never going to get the type of wins and the type of things that we need. So uh, that's why I'm so hard on Gaze is because we've been waiting for Sam Darnold. We've been waiting for a franchise quarterback on this football team for years. I remember it. I remember after uh, Sanchez and the, the Fitzpatrick's and oh you know, God, the Bryce Petty's and the Christian Hackenberg's and the St. Tebow's and the Geno Smiths and oh God, I'm gonna puke if I keep talking about these bad quarterbacks. We've been talking about these guys for so long. We've been we've been pining for a franchise QB for so long, and it's like we finally get one, and we it, we're just not putting him in a situation to be able to succeed and make plays, particularly from a coaching standpoint. But I want to go back to this offense with you, Steve, because like I said, you're lighting this place on fire right now. This is an amazing call from you. What are your thoughts about Crowder? How do you think that he'll be able to affect the game? And what do you think his production is going to look like this year? No, I
2: I mean, you know, from last year, I mean, Jamison Crowder and Sam definitely had a connection, you know, I mean, even from the first meeting when they met with Buffalo last year, they had a great connection. And then Jamison Crowder didn't really come alive again until when Sam came back from the mono. And especially during the second half of the season last year, Sam and Jamison had a connection. You know, hopefully they have that connection again. But, but, Joe, I do have a question now for you. On the offensive okay. side of the ball, are you worried more about the offensive line or are you worried more about the receivers? I mean, cause obviously today, okay. you know, we just activated a, what was his name? Josh Malone, I think. Well, that's his yeah, name Josh off Malone. the, uh, yeah. off, off the uh, waiver claim. I mean, I, re- I was really hoping for Lawrence Kager because I, I would have loved to see him, but obviously, you know, so Josh Malone is going to fill in for the spot for Mims on Sunday. I mean, are you, so that's my question to you: Are you worried more with the offensive line tomorrow, or are you worried more with the, um, or are you worried more about the receivers?
1: No, oh, well that's that's a great question, Stephen. Like you said, we we activated Josh Malone. We also activated Mike White as well, and Josh Adams again uh, off the practice squad to uh, come up. Uh, when I look at this team, for me, I am more concerned about the offensive line because of how big of a role it will play in the, you know, complete doom of your offense if they can't get it together. I understand that we have, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of guys. Connor McGovern is a new guy. Uh, we, we drafted Makai Beckton. We brought Alex Lewis back. Uh, Van Roten is, is a guy we brought in. I know we, we got fan. I, I understand it. I'm not saying those guys are trash. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that there's a question mark there. There's a question mark there of, hey, can these guys gel – together with no preseason games. We also all know that offensive line takes the time, takes a bit of time to jail. They don't just come, you can't just put together a line and go, hey, these guys are gonna be good. No, it takes time. They need to understand how each each other play. They need to know yeah. how each other you know, move and how it feels and all that stuff. So I'm wondering how quickly they can jail and also, you know, how well they can play within the scheme together. So that's a big concern for me because again, yeah. if you go back to last season, right? I remember there were plays where Robbie and, you know, from time to time would break open and Sam couldn't see him because he was running for his life or he was already hit. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) That was it. So yes, the wide receiver position is a a concern for me. It's an absolute concern for me, Steve. And I don't want any Jet fan to look at me and be like, Oh, you don't know. I do. I'm very concerned about the wide receiver position, but it starts in the trenches. If you ask any any GM, any anything, they'll tell you football starts in the trenches. If you cannot protect your QB in this game, you're a dead man, especially with these guys coming off the yeah. edge the way they are. The Nick Bosa's and uh, the, the Joey Bosa's and all these guys that's coming off the edge on Von Miller and Khalil Mack and – so on and so forth. All these guys coming off the edge will take your head off. And the the problem as well with the offensive line, it just doesn't affect Sam. It also affects Le'Veon too. The running game will be shut down as well. We saw last year where Le'Veon would we get the handoff to him, he'd run, there'd be no hold and nowhere for him to go, and he was getting smacked and cracked. And there were times we were wondering if he was going to last a full season like that. So, yes, I am very concerned about the wide receiver position going into the season, but I am also more concerned about the offensive line, where they stand, and if they're ready to gel. What are your thoughts about that, Steve? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's going to be the
2: thing, too, because I've said this before. I mean, And, Joe, you're absolutely right about this when this is now really an offensive type of league. But now the now here are some things, though, that are supposed to happen for this game tomorrow. Number one, uh, with the game being in Buffalo tomorrow is, because here's the thing, you're going to probably see, like, more of running the football in that game tomorrow because the weather yep. is going to be terrible tomorrow in Orchard Park, New mm-hmm. York, for most of the game. I mean, it's, the rain is not supposed to clear up until the after, like the late afternoon, which is around the time when the game's going to be over. So it's going to be a very, very, very sloppy, wet game. And here is the thing. I'm going to say this also, too. There are going to be at times tomorrow where I do have a feeling where things during the game are going to get sloppy because, obviously, no teams had preseason games this year because of the whole thing with the pandemic going on. Um I mean, I mean, I mean. There was even some showing of it on the Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Texans, uh, when there were times where, even though the Chiefs did win a, a big again like like they usually do, there were times mm-hmm. where they made some sloppy plays and Houston made sloppy plays. That, that's going to be happening a lot for the first couple of weeks of the season. But now, Joe, I know we spoke a lot with the offense. Let's get to the defensive yeah. side of the ball, okay? Now, my question is to you: Is this? What are your thoughts on Josh Allen?
1: Uh, Steve, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think that Josh Allen, I hope the Bills fans are watching. I'm looking directly at you. You see, I'm, I'm live now, okay? I'm streaming. For those of you that are listening on, on the Blog Talk Radio, I am streaming to YouTube and various platforms, so now you can see me when I say this. Josh Allen is a trash-ass quarterback, and he's a glorified running back, but I tell you what, He's been surrounded with weapons. He's been given a chance to succeed there. I mean, when you look at what they're doing, Cole Beasley, John Brown, they went and got him. Stephon Diggs. The offensive line is solid. Uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary as a running back. He's also got a, an offensive coordinator that fits the offense around what he does well. They've done for what jo- they've done for Josh Allen what we should be doing for Sam Darnold. That's exactly what they've done. If you look at what they've done, everything that they've done is what I've talked about in the past as well, is Josh is on his rookie year deal still, and they are doing everything that they can do to put him in a position, put the team in a position, put the franchise in a position while he is cheap, because he is on a cheaper deal than he would be when it's time to resign him. If they do give him, you know, resign him and give him a bigger deal. While it's cheap, they're doing everything they can to put him in a position to take this franchise and move it a step forward and compete for a Super Bowl. That's exactly what they're no, doing. Yeah, that no. defense is queued up and is, they've got guys. But I don't think he's a very good QB, but I think he's been put in a very good position.
2: No, I mean, listen, the thing is about Josh Allen is, I mean, the one thing that Josh Allen, I will say, that he does have have it, is that he can definitely run with the football, not like what Sam yes. can do. Like, that is that is his biggest strength. But the other thing is about Josh Allen is – I mean, the thing is during this – listen, Joe, during this whole offseason, everyone has been giving so much hype on the Bills. Like, listen, yes, the yeah. Bills have these weapons, you know, in Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. But I just – I, I got to say, though, is sometimes Stephon Diggs at times can be a little bit overhyped for what he can do. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a great receiver, Stephon Diggs. He is a very good receiver. And, I mean, listen – when the Bills made that trade to get picks for him, I mean, the Bills gave up a lot of, a lot of draft picks to Minnesota when, when they mm-hmm. made that trade. I mean, because it honestly is showing Buffalo is making a move this year and showing the AFD East, you know, we're in contention this year to compete for the division title. I mean, here is the thing. The biggest thing that needs to happen for this, if we can put Josh Allen under pressure – because, listen, there were times in games last year when Josh Allen was under pressure. I'll tell you one thing. He, he looks like with a chicken with his head cut off when, when he, yeah. he looks like a quarterback under pressure. And, I mean, listen, yeah. there were a time but, where Sam can make the plays that, that Josh Allen can't. And, and you know what? Yeah. I am so tired of Buffalo Bills fans saying, oh, Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Like, it drives me nuts when they say that. listen. I'm keeping my mouth shut to this whole thing. And, and here's the thing also, too, which I will say this about going into Buffalo. In the past, Joe, we the Jets actually do play the Bills very, very tough in Buffalo. And and it's shown the last couple of years we can give the Bills a game in their stadium when we would beat them and at times when we would lose to them, but when it would be a close game. But the thing is with the defensive side of the ball is, is that, you know, is Jordan Jenkins going to step up again this year as a pass rusher? Is Quentin Williams going to have a better season this year than he did last year? I mean, Quentin Williams definitely showed some sparks last year so but during, at the end of his rookie season, but now we're going to see how he does big with his sophomore year. So, Joe, tell me about this defensive side of the ball that the Jets have.
1: Yeah, you know, first off, Steve, you're coming in with some great questions. But, I, and, and look, the defensive side of the ball for me um, – I'm excited about some of the guys there, but I have big questions. And one of the things that you talked about, we got to get to to Josh Allen. We got to put pressure on him. And so I'm going to flip it back to you because I was, I was, I was going to cut you off, but you had a lot of fire going, and I didn't want to get singed. So I'll let you keep going. But, Steve, how exactly are we going to get the pressure to him when we don't have a pass rusher? How do you think the Jets are going to be able to manufacture a pass rush this season? Who's a guy that you think can step up and actually be a guy that can kind of give us – maybe a little bit of pass rush and push the pocket this season.
2: Well, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, Quentin Williams could definitely step up this year. And then Jordan Jenkins got to take a big step up. But another person I would love to see take a big step up is, I mean, you know, he's coming back from an injury injury. I would say Avery Williamson, but Avery Williamson unfortunately is going to be out for the Sunday, which does unfortunately hurt our linebacking crew. I mean, I think it's going to be Neville Hewitt and Blake Cashman that are going to start tomorrow mm-hmm. i mean the, the one yeah. the one who i really really think that also really needs to step up big this year for the pass rushing side is henry anderson henry anderson's gotta step up this year because last year there were at times where he was off but i mean if we can make josh allen feel uncomfortable sunday and if we have a production on offense then we can win tomorrow
1: yeah, you know, and, I, and I'm right there with you, Steve. I'm looking at the situation, and with Avery Williamson being out because he's going to be out there, you know, you're going to have guys like Cashman, Neville Hewitt kind of step up. But if we're talking about from a pass rushing stance, I think the guy you have to look at is, like you said, Jordan Jenkins. I'm right there with you. I think Jordan Jenkins is the guy that can kind of, you know, put up a little bit, maybe push the pocket a bit. I believe a couple – was it last season, I think it was, or maybe a season before that where he had a, like seven or eight sacks for us and was really helping us out there. Quentin Williams is a guy that I'm looking at as well. This is the next year. I need to see the next step out of him. I really need him to show us something, that burst. I'm not thinking that he's going to get us big-time pass rushing numbers. I think that's a little bit of a lofty expectation to put on him. But if he's a guy that can give us maybe six, seven sacks, something like that, maybe eight, if he's in the backfield, though, being extremely disruptive, if he's a guy that's breaking up running plays, if he's a guy that's getting tackles for losses, if he's a guy that, you know, is just absolutely causing havoc back there, that's what I want to see out of Quentin for sure this year. I want to see him absolutely just go out there and cause absolute destruction, you know, just with these offensive linemen, whether rather be in a running game or just causing disruption in the passing game as well and pushing the pocket. But I think one part that you kind of left out, Steve, is we could also manufacture a pass rush through Greg Williams and his scheme of blitzing too. I think we'll see quite a bit of that as well this season. Uh, I know you know everyone loves Mr. Adams. Well, he's gone now, isn't he? <laughs>
2: well, yeah. No. Listen, he is Joe, gone. I saw your video, I... Joe. Joe, I knew. I, know I knew some of you y'all were... mad
1: about that. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. I'll let you. You know. No, Joe. Listen. Go, ahead. go going ahead, back to that video you made. Listen,
2: I, I listen. I understand. I understand how much you <laughs> loved how the, how when Jamal Adams left, but listen. Listen, at the same time, listen, I mean, I was bummed out, too, when Adams left, but at the same time, listen, we got two first-round picks out of it for next year and the year Let after, it. so it's, it, was yep. a great, it was a great turnaround that we got, and I mean, now what yeah. we can do is with the money for the future that we have, we can now use that money for, for the future of, of what yeah. else we can build in with this, and listen... And-
1: and, and, and not, Wilson, just, and not just that, though, Steve. Hold on, hold on a second. Not just that, not just that, though, Steve. But we also have another safety in Marcus May that could be could be you know used in the same exact way that Adams was used. He's a guy that's extremely versatile. We could bring him up to that line. I know he's dealing with a calf injury right now. He's questionable. It's kind of looking like he might play with that. I saw him in practice. He looked like he was moving around, so he probably is going to play uh, with that. So if he goes out there and Greg Williams uses him in that scheme, brings him off the edge where he's able to be a, a free rusher and really get after the quarterback, we could see Marcus May put up some numbers this year as well. Um, not not just you know being used around the line, but also in coverage. We all know that his coverage skills are crazy good in this league.
2: Yeah, no, it is. But the other thing, though, which I really liked earlier in the week that when this happened was, Because there was a video that Adam Gaze and Joe Douglas did together when they spoke to the media. I don't know if you saw their conference together, but Joe Douglas Mm. said that one day when he went into the locker room with the team, and it was right after when they were done with the practice, Joe Douglas actually what he did was he went to the team and he inspired the team and literally told the team about – how the Jets were were expected to have low expectations, and I'll tell you something, Joe. It pissed off the whole entire team when they heard about that. I mean, I don't know if you if you read something about that. And Joe even said, and and Joe Douglas even said that 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 the team wants to wants to prove the league and the analysis wrong. I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, you know, look, I, I I saw that clearly, and, you know, I heard the remarks from Joe Douglas about, you know, pushing forward, and, you know, just basically, hey, we're not going to lay down. That was pretty much the sentiment of the that comments. That's exactly how you have to be if you want to win in this league. You know, even if people are going to count you out or don't feel like you're good or don't feel like you have what it takes, hell, even if you don't believe in yourself sometimes, you have to put your best foot forward. You got to man up. You got to go out there and play, point blank, period, and you got to give it everything that you got. Because if we can, you know, if you, if you have teams that don't look good or you want to take a year off because you just don't feel like you can win, then what are you going out there for? You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen a lot of teams that we didn't necessarily think were talented kind of pop up and be able to make playoff runs or, hell, just make the playoffs alone. And people were like, whoa, we've seen teams like that in the past come out of nowhere. So I like that out of Joe Douglas. I do. I like the fact that, you know, he's up, stepping up for the organization and saying, hey, you know, we're not going to lay down this season. But at the same time, this upcoming offseason, I think, is a big off season for him because he's got to do more to better the talent on this football team, too. He's got to do more to better the offensive side of the football as well. So he's got the cap. He's got the cash. He's got, he's got the capital. He's got it all. But he's got to take care you know, of what he's got to take care of this season. He's got to better this football team. And he's got to, like I said, he's got to put Sam Darnold in a better situation. Absolutely. But I, I want to get back to the defense just a second with you, though. Um, we talked about the pass rushers. We talked about Quinn and Williams. We talked a little bit about Marcus Bay. Hey, I want to get your thoughts on these corners, though. How are you feeling about Desir and, you know, the, the other corner Bless Austin that we have going up against Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown? How do you think it will look, you know, game day for them? Do you think they'll be able to slow down Stephon Diggs or shut him down? Yeah, I
2: mean, I mean the the, de- the defensive backs are definitely going to be the biggest question mark of the game. You know, hopefully, you know, I mean, I know there were at times, you know, where they said that they had some good practices and some bad practices. You know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you know, it's definitely a big step up. I mean, because last year we had those two horrible corners in Tremaine Johnson and Daryl Roberts, who were both horrible last year. I mean, we def- Joe Douglas definitely did some revamping of that position. I mean, the cornerback is definitely going to be a is going to be a spot to watch on the defense tomorrow. I mean, seeing about how Josh Allen also does when when he challenges them with, with his pass. I mean, the thing is though, the thing is Joe, hey, Joe the, the big like I said the big three things that we got to do to win the game Sunday, protect Sam have a good running game Mm -hmm. and put the pressure on Allen. If we do all three of those tasks on Sunday, we're going to win. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. So let me, let me, this is, this is one question. Who do you think scores the first touchdown of the season for the Jets?
2: I think it's going to be Le'Veon Bell who does it. I think it's going to be a rushing touchdown for Le'Veon Bell, probably on the goal line at the one yard line tomorrow. And then, and the thing is, is, and my prediction is for tomorrow is, I I know a lot of people are, doubt, are doubting because, listen, Buffalo is the favorite to win tomorrow. But I'm going to go 24-16 Jets tomorrow.
0: Okay, 24-16 Jets. All
1: right. Hey. <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. Okay, I hear you, Steve. I hear you, Steve. 2416 Jets. All right. Listen, Steve, man, I want to thank you for calling in, bro. It was great to talk to you. Great to have you on my first episode of the Long Beach Joe Show, man. Hey, listen, next show, man, you got to call in. We got to talk Jets again, man. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. Bye bye. Right.
1: You have a good night, man. Hey, listen, that was a fire call from Steve. I want to thank Steve again for calling in. Woo. He covered a lot of topics, brought the fire, was absolutely crazy, had a lot of great takes. When you talked about Adam Gaze as well, the need for Adam Gaze to become a better head coach. And we know we've got a lot of people on the line who are going to get right back to you um, in just a second. But let me tell you something. The need for Adam Gaze to step up, especially, you know, when you're facing a divisional opponent, uh a team that you're going to see twice this year, you know, it starts week one. You got to go out there and put your best foot forward. This offense needs to go out there and really do something. The game plan has got to be tight. It's got to be solid. Can't go out there and put Sam Darnold in bad positions, put him in positions where he could take a lot of hits or calling plays that just don't make sense at certain times. So that's just completely ridiculous. But I'm going to go to the chat a little bit because, again, I am live streaming for those of you that are on blog talk or that listen to the podcast. I'm live streaming live. So I have a chat here. Uh, Armist Doucette, I want to thank you again for coming in. Uh, I want to thank Q Cash as well. Q Cash says, yo, Joe. Here to support, love the logic with the Jets. Hey, man, thank you for supporting. I want to thank you for coming in, man. I'm just John. Big time comment says Marcus May is almost as good as Jamal. He doesn't get the same amount of attention. Hey, listen, I used to say those exact same things. People call me crazy, but I think you're completely correct. I look at the situation where a lot of people, hell, there was a lot of fans last year that was completely ready to get rid of Marcus May. Complete remember when when Davis when Austin Davis got drafted, Ashton Davis, excuse me. When Ashton Davis got drafted, it was whoa, this is the time to get rid of Marcus May. His ass is out of (laughs) here. We're about to give Jamal Adams all the money in the world, and we're gonna get rid of Marcus May. That didn't work that way, did it? (laughs) That didn't work that way at all. Now, did it okay? But listen, Marcus May, if you look at the situation with him, you look at the stats, you look at the numbers, you watch the tape. He's near the top of the league in coverage every single year. He's one of the best cover safeties in the game. And let me tell you something, this guy, if he's if he's healthy this year and he's good to go, I'm telling you, he's really going to be able to provide a spark. And I think Greg Williams is definitely going to put him in the position to succeed. So everyone in that, in that chat, hey, keep commenting. I'm going to keep coming to you. We're going to definitely talk Jets with you as well. And I want to thank everyone again for commenting and showing up and watching me. But I'm going to get back to these calls, okay? We're getting back to them. Nine eight four. I'm coming to you right now. I want you to tell me what your thoughts are on the team. Give me your name and where you're from, man.
3: Hey, how you doing, Joe? It's it's Burnoff from North Carolina.
1: Hey, Burnoff, how's it going, my friend? How are you doing today? What are your thoughts about this Pretty week? This week coming up?
3: Oh, it's like I want to be excited and enthused, but I'm, I'm very worried about you know because of the state of the team, you know, with the injuries and. We've taken some pretty pretty serious losses. I mean, some of them were necessary with Jamal Adams' trade and uh, CJ out now. That kind of put a damp on my spirit. You know what I'm saying? I think if they were yeah. with us for this matchup, I believe if we were at full capacity, even without uh, Robbie Anderson and his replacement adding him, I think we were at full capacity. What we had, I think we could have mm-hmm. competed with them and actually beat them in Buffalo tomorrow.
1: You know? Mm. Okay. But, uh. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, listen, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I look at the situation with Jamal Adams, and uh, I, I told people for months, I saw that coming. I saw that coming
0: from
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, a mile away.
1: You
3: know? I want to tell you you <laughs> were right, and get a chance to call and actually speak to you and tell you you were right. You were trying to tell us about a year ago that this thing was, was looming over the franchise, and, and people thought you were crazy. And uh, at the time, even, you know, even I didn't see it because, you know, Jamal yeah. was such a fixture on the team and his presence was so strong, you know, loomed with the organization. And he had been such a good soldier and a good face, you know, until it you know, came time to that infamous contract negotiation. You know how that is. It turns out yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just about the business side. And we fans tend to forget that. You know, I know had no yeah. deal will against Jamal. I think he did, did what he needed to do to try to get out of town. He He knew he probably wouldn't get the deal he was looking for from us. I'm glad we got the two first-round picks. Uh, I know I'm a little early on this, but I, you know, sometimes I try to think ahead a little bit and project to next year. What do you think we mm-hmm. need to do with those two first-round picks? I'm thinking edge
1: and wide receiver, edge mm-hmm. and offensive lineman. What do you think? Okay, well, I, I, I'll, I'll answer that, but I really want to touch on you, touch on the Bills game with you as well. But as of right now, yep. the way that I'm yep. looking at it, as of right now. Um, to me, I yeah. think those picks need to al- be allocated towards the offense and it should be wide receiver and uh, lineman, wide receiver and offensive line. Yeah. And not only that, um, and I'm not going to yeah. tip my hand because, again, the season is coming. Uh, I think there's a possibility for us to trade down, especially in this draft coming up. People have already asked me this. And I've been telling them, uh, you look yeah. at the situation, you know, with the row road, road, there's a lot of teams. And I say the row road, road because of the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Okay. There's this thing floating around with yeah. mask on. All right. So, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, you know, with what the road on the situation. I think, that's there's, likely,
3: yeah. I think it's, it's likely with that second pick, that back-end pick of us trading down, knowing what yeah. the Joe Douglas is and his draft strategy. I really love his draft strategy. Mm-hmm. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. From Mike and he didn't really maximize Absolutely. He had additional yep. picks at and, all so, that Joe Douglas did. I think that first pick, if we're within striking distance to get us an edge rusher, get a wide receiver, mm-hmm. or get ourselves another dominant offensive lineman. I think they're going to stand back with that first one. That one, that back end, yeah, I, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I think
1: they stand, I think they stand pat as well uh, with the first one. It really would depend yeah. on how the offers would come. But for me, the second one is yeah. vital because you can take that second first round pick wherever Seattle ends up. You know what I'm saying? The, right, the way it's looking and everybody's yeah. saying they're probably going to end up at the lower end of the, the first round. That's no problem. I'll take that because I can take that pick and turn it into multiple second round picks and really clean up up in the second round. Yeah. Say it again. I think
3: we can move down and I think we can stay inside the top ten in that second round and still get a pick. I think there will be a team that's picking in that top ten in that second round that's going to want to move up to get their guy. And I think Joe Douglas, knowing how he he navigates, I wouldn't be surprised if we move down Mm -hmm. and stay in that top ten and go and make our selection, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I want, to, I want to get to this Bills game yeah. with you, though. You know, I want to thank you for bringing yeah. that oh, up. because yeah, I want yeah. to talk about that, but that's a little bit down, down the line. I want to talk about this Bills game with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I want to get your thoughts on this, man. Yeah, Going sure. into this game looking as banged up as offensively as we are, what are your thoughts on Le'Veon yeah. Bell? Shouldn't he just be fed the ball this, this week? Like, is there any excuse for this guy oh, yeah, not yeah, to yeah. have a ton of touches? Yeah.
3: If Gase is, is the genius, every driver, everybody tries to project that he is, he's supposed to use Bale in every way possible, take advantage of his versatile skill set like a Thurman Thomas, uh, Marshall Falk, you know, he's supposed to be seeing pass out of the backfield, screens, everything. He's supposed to see early runs. He's supposed to be him in every way. He's seeking. We soften him up for other stuff to hit quick turns. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we can take a shot in some man-to-man coverage against their corners, which I hear are pretty good, you know?
1: Oh, Davis White boy, that, that that dude is something else. He's really good. <laughs> You're pretty good. He's yeah, damn good. Up. Like he's he's a really good corner. So yeah, that, that is their really, defense really good. is ferocious. Their defense now is, is very
3: very good. I had a chance to take a, a look at uh Buffalo last year. Then match up against uh, the the Patriots. I came away very impressed. Some people, you know, some mm-hmm. people don't buy in, but I'm I'm basing on the caliber opposition they face facing Buffalo head to head. They were very impressive. Mm-hmm. It was Buffalo's – it was the Patriot defense which got that pick up yeah. on Josh Allen and stopped Buffalo. Buffalo had a shot to beat them. They actually had a shit yeah. chance to beat them last year, and I think they're going to pull it off this year. You know, they're trying yeah. to get the defense in the AFCs. I think they're the favorite team, and then New England's going to be two. The question is, where will we finish? Will we finish third, or will we finish at the bottom? You know, I <sighs> want to see us finish at least third, but I think if Donald plays out a full season – I think the first month could be rough, you know, because we have a rebuilt offensive line. And I think by the tail end, mm-hmm. if he plays a full season, knowing his tendencies, he tends to really put it together. And I think we're going to finish strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, look, the, the secondary for the Bills is tough, like you said. You know, White and Hyde; those guys are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at their front. Yeah. It's so stout. You got guys like yeah, Ed yeah. Oliver, Jerry Hughes, yeah. Murphy, yeah. Edmonds. I mean, are you concerned about the offensive yeah. line going into this game? And do you think the offensive line will be that's, able to hold up why and protect them?
3: That's mm. why against teams like Buffalo, you have to at least make some attempt to keep them honest. I'm 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 thinking sixty forty,
4: you know, run the
3: pass, have some sense of balance, at least make an honest effort an honest effort at it, you know? Hopefully Gates mm-hmm. get his head out of his behind and don't go out there being cute. And, and thinking Donald, Dan Marino, or Peyton Manning, and knowing the state of the offensive line. The offensive line is still jelly. It's going to take them a little while yeah. you know, to try to get on the same page. But, you know, this COVID really messed up the schedule for everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't yeah. take their normal workouts and resume the normal activity. So everything was abbreviated. You know what I'm saying? It was short. Yeah. So what it is, it's going to take these guys a little while. On the same page. I'm hoping after that first month or so that they start to settle down, and I'm hoping Donald will stay in one piece. Hopefully, Gates will run the ball early. Don't try to reach mm-hmm. your Donald's pad. We know he can do it as far as arm and capability. Just run it early. Try to keep these teams, the earliest part of the schedule, try to keep them honest early, and then come with Donald over the top. Play action, bootleg, use his mobility. You know what I'm saying? Try to explore his yeah. talent in other ways. And then as we go, once the line gets set, the continuity's getting better. Beckton's relaxing. You know, you know I know it's going to be special for him early trying to tune this there. He'll get settled in. Then you can go to the normal pass sets more frequently as you go. I say about halfway half of the season. Then you can really see what Donald's capable of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Look, I'm That's right there with the you. That was a great take process. there.
3: Yeah. It has to be a graphic yeah. process. Gates can't get cute out there and think he's just gonna throw, you know, think, you know, <laughs> Donald's dance out. No. He can't do that. He's gonna yeah. screw things up pretty badly. And he's gonna play right in Buffalo's yeah. hands. Cause Buffalo's pass rush is too good. The corn is too good. He's gotta come out and run it, stream it, draw it, run some bootleg, use Donald's mobility and mix mix it up and then you know, take his shots here and there. If he catches catch buffalo in the man coverage, I say challenge him. Challenge them anyway. You yeah. know they have great corners. Still keep them honest. Let them know we're gonna go out there time to time. We will challenge your coverage.
1: Absolutely. He's also he's also got the to stop. Got to stop being predictable. Uh, that uh, that yeah. old screen on third down. Yeah, everybody knows it's coming, yeah. buddy. <laughs> like a, you need right. to do he something can't else. Run a, you, you
3: know can't what I'm saying? Like vanilla offense, like last last year, and had Belichick laughing at him. He can't, you know, come out there with some nonsense. He got to act like he is a creative genius. That everybody's trying to tell us. He is. Yeah. And, and the other yeah. fans out there have got to stop stop pretending like Adam Gates is the second coming of Bill Walsh or, 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 or Tom Landry. He's not. Or Don Shuler. He's not. He He's a third-tier, fourth-tier coach. he got a lot to prove. To me, in my opinion, this is a make-or-break year, Gates. Yeah. He needs to, he it, needs it to is. put up a shut-up. I don't care about uh, yeah. missing some players or lack of talent. He needs to put up a shut-up this year. If if I was yeah, the owner, yeah. this would be his last year. He gotta show me something. If he can get me to seven nine with the difficulty to schedule eight and eight, I'd give him a one more shot next year. But if we finish six and ten, five and eleven, no, he's gotta go.
1: Hey, listen, I'm right there with you. I wanna get your thoughts on this. We talked about this offense. I wanna talk to you about this defense. Because Greg Williams, we've yeah. all been excited about him and the things that he's done here defensively with his scheme. And he's had a lot of guys oh. injured as well. Mosley we all know Mosley, you know, opted out this season, yeah. but last season Mosley missed pretty much damn near the whole season outside of like yeah. two games or something like that. But I wanna get your thoughts on yeah. what do you what could you see him doing against this Bills offense as far as scheming up to try to stop guys like Stephon Diggs and Beasley, and, you know, the other weapons that they have, how do you think that he'll oh. be able to attack, and what do you think he should do to try to get pressure on Josh Allen? Is blitzing constantly the right answer? I can,
3: I can see, you know what it is, I can see Greg Williams mixing in because of the matchup, mixing in some man and zone. We can't go pure man because we don't have Reeves we don't have Aaron Gann, but I think he's going to mix it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mix up mm-hmm. the looks, go to some zone, mix in a little man-to-man, and he's going to blitz. That's what he should do. He's going to attack, attack, attack. I don't know who's going to him since we don't have Adam, Adams anymore to, to have that assignment. I don't know who he's going to decide to spy Josh Allen. Somebody's going to have to spy him. I don't know who that is. Whether it's going to be Marcus May, or it could be – it could be – Davis, you know, who does have a lot of speed and athleticism, so he's going to be handling a big boy in Josh Allen trying to tackle that big guy, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what are your thoughts about Quentin Williams? What are your expectations out of him this season? Because I know there's a lot of fans that are looking at him and saying, hey, you need to be the guy.
3: Well, Quentin is a stud. See the problem with the Jets defense and the way they have built it over the years is they've overemphasized defensive tackle and under over underemphasized edge. I've been watching football since the 80s.
1: facts. You know, I
3: remember Gaston old Charles Haley, the next level after that, and the various pass rushing ends, Lawrence Taylor them. It's always been about edge. People, you know, got yep. through in the food goal, you know, because of Aaron Donald. Aaron Aaron Donald is a freak of nature. That's an you know, mm-hmm. abnormality. That's more yep. exception than the rule, and they think that every defensive tackle that's got a little bit of get off can be Aaron Donald. No, Aaron Donald is a freak <laughs> of nature; he's a rare exception. Quentin Williams, I think, yep. can be the next level under that and be very, very good. If our edges were strong, basically we could collapse the pocket by forcing quarterback up in the ed- you know inside in the pocket, right into the lap mm-hmm. of Quentin Williams. that we had good edges, and that's what's really holding us back. It's our edge. It's mm-hmm. not the defensive tackle position everybody's talking about is the lack of edge rush. If we had good edge rush, Josh Allen, who came out of uh, 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 last year's draft, if we had good edge rush, our defense would be really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? We haven't had an actual pass rusher since John Abraham. Like, think about
2: that. Like, really think
1: about that. Think about how long ago that was. That's insane yeah, isn't it? what do you think
3: Ben what do you think has been more ridiculous the lack of the edge rush or the lack of the quarterback i think both have been been pretty dreary don't you think and i think that's what's I really think... been holding us
1: back yeah if you talk about franchise wide yeah look the lack of edge rush has been bad but the the lack of offensive production the lack of quarterback yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's yeah, been horrific right. because the thing is yeah, that it has been especially in today's league right you can get, if you, if your yeah. defense is trash, you can still win. We've yeah. seen teams do it. We've seen teams oh, have yeah, complete yeah, yeah. garbage ass, ass offenses, yeah. and their off or garbage ass defenses and their offense just drags them to playoffs. We've seen teams do it, yeah, yeah. and so for we've us seen, to have such an yeah, archaic offense with with for
3: years and that. years,
1: it's ridiculous.
3: Yeah which is really the new wave of the new NFL, you know, since Peyton yeah. Manning and Tom Brady arrived on the scene. You know, It's, it's more about the quarterback position, you know, now. You're right. It's really have changed. Yeah. And then the implementation, implementation of that salary cap has made it a lot more complicated. I really want us to yeah. beat Buffalo. I know we're going in, mm-hmm. you know, a big underdog. I'm hoping I'll get a chance, opportunity, since I'm here in North Carolina. I'm going to be looking for it on five state, looking for the game, see if I can get a chance to see it and uh, Luke yeah. I'm going to keep a close eye on him. I want to see him do well. I want to see him look like he's on point. Even if it's tough out there, I want to see him look at Chris under the huddle, look decisive in what he's doing, and then I'll feel a little bit more at ease going forward, you know, the rest of the season. i do going lose against Buffalo, you know?
1: Yeah, and you—you you, listen, you brought the fire. You're a hell of a caller. Thank you for calling in. So one of my last questions to you is going to be, who do you think will score yeah. the first touchdown of the year for the Jets?
3: Don't bet against the Jets. Based on Gase's history, i got to give Gase credit. As far as scripting his plays, <laughs> if he could just script 60 more or 59 more minutes of plays, he would be exceptional. As far as scripting the earlier uh, half a dozen or uh, 13, 14-play games, he's really good. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if he scored first. If we get the ball first, I would not be surprised. If Donald, crisp, uh, Le'Veon Bell is getting off on the ground, mixing it up. That we score first. I say the Jets. The Jets will score okay. first.
1: Okay. And, and give me your it, final it, score. What's your it, prediction? It, it
3: Turn kind of muddled, but I think the Jets will score first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what's your prediction uh, for the game?
3: <laughs> oh, as they say you're supposed to root for your team. I mean, my spirit is with the Jets, of course. But uh, keep
1: it real. Keep head, it real. We keep it real on this show. Honest. I
3: think. I think. I. You know what? I think it's going to be. It could be as much as double digit score for them. I said twenty eight to nine. I think maybe three field goals. I think it's gonna be rough. Twenty eight to I nine wrong, wrong, Yes, I think, 28 Buffalo, to nine. I think Buffalo's going to win Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. Twenty eight to nine think, Buffalo. I just think, you know, with the with the with the injuries with us and you know, our offensive line still gelling and even though I think Donald will recover. If he plays a full year, we won't even recognize him. By late this mm-hmm. year, he won't be the same quarterback. He's going to look like everything we want him to look like, but just not cool. early because of the state of his line. You know, it's going
1: to make it a little rough. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. listen, man. I and want to I thank really you for calling talking in, to you, Joe. And yeah. I look forward to talking yeah, and to I'll, you again. Absolutely. And I want to thank you for calling in, man. And and it was a great talk. Next show, I want to hear from you, my friend.
3: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I will be talking. Will this be your regular time slot on the weekends? Hopefully.
1: Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change around a little bit, but you'll definitely be notified. I'm going to put yeah. it all over my social media. I do videos, all kinds of stuff, so you will know. Uh, but, yeah, this is around the same yeah. time that I'm going to be doing it, though. It's all right. Thank President you so much, Joe, man. You take care, buddy. Okay, now. All right. You have a good one. You have a good night. You too, now. Bye-bye. Man, what a call right there, calling all the way from the Carolinas. (laughs) Absolute fire. He brought it. A lot of great takes out of him as well. I was really impressed, very, very impressed, especially with the way that he talked about utilizing Le'Veon Bell in the offense and how he should be fed. Um, You know, had great takes on Sam Darnold as well, very high on Darnold. And he brought up a great point about how, hey, now because of the Roro um, and everything we got going because of that, You know, things may kind of sputter starting out. There may be a couple issues. No preseason games. Practices was kind of up and down. Maybe guys are just kind of out of sorts, but towards the end of the season, we'll start to see things kind of get together and roll in. So maybe that's something that we'll see out of there. So we're going to go to the phone lines in a 2nd four six four six. you guys are coming up. But I want to hit this chat really quick because, again, I am live streaming, okay? If you're in the chat, all right, and you're, you're talking to me, I'm going to talk back, okay? So I'm going up and just John right now just says I think the defense is going to be better than last year. Maybe not statistically because Jamal is gone and you won't get those flashy plays, but there's more depth everywhere, especially in DB. I mean, that's a solid take there. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Ash says, my biggest fear of Sam is him becoming shell-shocked. I could see that. That's something I talked about uh, last season when he was getting hit a lot. I said, hey, there's two things that usually happen to quarterbacks that take beatings the way he's taking beatings. One is either you get shell-shocked and you become wildly inaccurate and you just don't know what's going on. I use Carr with the Texans. Uh, I remember him. He was getting beat up a lot, and he was just never the same QB. He just couldn't get it out of his head. He would start to see ghosts. You talk, We heard about you know, Sam Donald seeing ghosts against the Patriots, and that was one game where he was getting hit from left to right. Another thing that happens to QBs that get hit a lot is they get hurt. Uh, you look at guys like Andrew Luck. I think is a great example of that. The Colts really hung him out to dry. No offensive line, no protection at first. He was taking a lot of hits. You know, they finally got him a guard, but the the injuries and the hits had took so much of a toll on him. What did he do? He said, you know what, I'm pushing my way away from the table and I'm walking away. We saw Andrew Luck retire, you know, when a lot of people were looking at, hey, he's in his prime and he was gone. Uh, Mike Domsen says, hey, it's good to see you back talking Jets. Hey, Mike, how's it going, man? Thank you for tuning in. You know what I'm saying? I'm great to be back talking Jets with y'all. So, and he also says here, fielding the great and expect the young guys to step up. I like Cashman's speed from the sideline to sideline. Listen, Cashman, he's going to be putting a big spot, big spot this week, especially with Avery Williamson not playing. He's going to be the guy filling in there with Neville Hewitt. We've got to see what they can bring to the table, man. So, We'll see what happens there. But now I'm going to cut the chat. I'm going to go back to the lines here. Nine five four. You're next up, man. Give me your name and tell me where you're from. What's your thoughts about this this matchup with the Bills?
5: Hi, this is Dale from Florida. It's raining over hey, here. Hey, Dale, how's it going, storm. man? Everything's going good. Um, storm over here, but there's gonna be a storm up in Buffalo tomorrow.
4: Listen. Okay.
5: Hey, Jeff has that call Joe, please, with your predictions, it has to be a jet victory.
4: You know, you can't come
5: here and, and, and say, you know, that you're gonna you know, that they're gonna to go to Buffalo and that they're gonna lose you know and they're gonna lose. Um uh, what I think is um you see Sam Darnold uh, when he plays against Buffalo, he always has like two or three big plays. You know, so with him both the gaze will have him you know moving around the pocket where he could create stuff. Having Chris Herndon back that's where besides you know using Bell that's where we need to attack those linebackers. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to attack the linebackers in space with uh you know with Chris Herndon Bell you know because Bell needs to get touches. You know because of course mm-hmm. you know that they're gonna Load up the box, you know, to stop Bell in the running game. So hopefully this yeah. new improved offensive line you can stand up and they can and, and they can open up the holes, you know,
1: for Bell. But
5: you know, yeah. they need to
1: attack the linebackers in space. Yeah. Um, well, you know, first off, I, mean, I want to thank you for calling in. I look, I, I hear you. I'm right there with you. You know, I want to see us attack them, but I'm also a little, a little worried as well because, like you're saying, you know, Buffalo those linebackers. They're not trash. <laughs> I mean, this defense is not bad at all. This is one of the better defenses in the oh, league, and I understand you talk about attacking the backers, but do they got a front that can get after it? It's, it's, I don't think it's just going to be as easy as a lot of people or a lot of some Jets fans are trying to make it seem. You got guys like Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver, you know what I'm saying, Tremaine uh, Edmonds, breathing down your neck. You know what I'm saying? We've got to get these guys blocked. And so that's my first question to you is, hey, do you think that we'll be able – to keep these guys off of Sam. And do you think the offensive line will be able to hold up to let the plays develop? Because this bill's front is monstrous.
5: It's monstrous. But you know what? This offensive line on paper, on paper is way better than the stuff we had last year. Because, because those guys, I mean, were trash. I mean, as you know, offensively, we were, you know, like in the bottom. So, it all starts up front with this new offensive line where Joe Douglas mm-hmm. got, you know, seven new guys. And I believe that they're gonna hold up. You know, I, I I believe that this team has a chip on their shoulder. Starting from the quarterback, mm-hmm. you know to the last guy uh you know, on the roster. This team has a chip on their shoulder because everybody's counting them out. You know, and and, and hopefully hopefully finally Sam Donald you know could play a full season. You know, yeah. whole you know he could play this whole season and 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 you can hear you know but he was you know um i'm um, training hard and and practicing and, and 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 just football 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 I think that he's gonna take that next step, you know i mean a lot of people are counting this team out i think that I think that this team will surprise um a lot of people um you know this year, and i mean I guess, mm-hmm. offload, yeah it's gonna be a tough game it's gonna be a tough game. But I still believe yeah,
1: that they Jets to pull it out. will pull it out. Know, pull it out. I, I, I'm looking at 23-17 Jets. That's what I'm looking Ooh. at. 23-17 Jets. Okay. That's what I'm looking okay. at. Okay. Who who's, who scores the first touchdown of the season for you?
5: The first uh, it'll be Sam Donald to um, Chris Herndon.
1: Okay. Okay. He he's, he's going Jets. That's what he's saying. He's thinking the Jets are going to take it. Look, I hear you. I hear you. It's going to
5: be a close game. I mean, it, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a close game, but no. I believe that Sam has enough, you know, to make enough plays to go up there in Buffalo and beat them. You know, okay. because <laughs> uh, because hey, Josh Josh Allen, what he is, is a very good running quarterback with a strong arm. He's not accurate at all. With him, uh, defensively, all you got to do with him is is move him off the pocket and force him to throw, not have him standing still. Make him move, you know, like get him off his spot. Once you get him off his spot, he's not accurate
1: at all. Well, and I, can like, I hear you. I, I hear you, but ahead. once you get him off his spot, especially if there's a lane open, he's going to take off running like, that's yeah, his no, thing. He's going to take bad. off running, and we know he makes plays with his feet. So, guys got to corral to the ball and get there. But that's what Greg Williams – I mean, the guy is a master
5: making schemes. Watch out for Ashton Davis. Watch out for Ashton Davis because he's going to, I think, put him sort of, you know, in packages like the way he did with uh, Jamal Adams because this kids fast, and And they've been raving about him in camp. So – with him, I think if he doesn't start, whatever, he will be in packages where he's going to be moving around because because the kid is pretty fast, you know, sideline to sideline. So, you know, of course, they know that Josh Allen's strength is running with the ball, but they will cover the lanes. You know, I, I, I you know, like I said, I truly believe, you know, that we're going to go up there and we're
1: going to upset the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Hey, look. And listen, I hear you. You picked the Jets to win. I respect it. You know, I'm just, I'm a little worried because there's some issues, especially when you talk about the injuries we have. No Mims, but you know, hey, the men, it is what it is. Men, we got to go up there, right?
5: Yeah, but Mims. Though I mean, we, I mean, we're all counting him. I mean, I mean, he hardly practices. So, so I mean, yes. I mean, hopefully, you know, once he comes off the IR, if they it's in the IR. You know, hope now both hamstrings will be healthy. Yeah, but he hasn't practiced so, you know, um Malone, you know, like he was making plays, you know, like during practice, so
1: it's good that they brought yeah, him but up. Yeah, you know, because, because you, he has You got to start wondering strength, though. You, you got to huh? start wondering. You got to start wondering oh, no, no, even no. with 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 Mims with Mims out, you you're looking at the offense and you're saying, "Hey, where's the explosion?" That, well, that's the big thing for me is where's it, the explosion? Who's the guy? Bashar Perryman is. Well, Perryman. He's, first, he's a journeyman guy at first round bust. I understand you're going to bring up the numbers from last year with Perryman. Perryman was playing in a video game offense up there in Tampa okay, but, with two really good wide receivers. And I understand gotcha. he put up those numbers at the end of the year. But those were numbers at the end of the year. We are not in Tampa. We are here with Adam Gaze, and we play whoa,
5: in New wait, wait, wait.
1: Go wait, ahead. You Go just
5: ahead. mentioned Adam Gaze. I mean, I
0: mean,
5: <laughs> I mean, that's like the only. I tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> tell you what. I mean, really was honest. that
1: was I, that the blank Wait, wait, hold
5: on a second. I see. Now you messed me up, man. Because because I wasn't thinking about Adam Gaze, man. I wasn't thinking about it. I served you up I, with I'll that tell you one, didn't No, no. You messed me up there. You messed me up because because I tell you what. When we had that opening and I'm like, wow, you know what? Okay. I think Chris Johnson's gonna you know, probably maybe go college, you know what I'm saying? But when he signed Adam Gaze, I felt like someone just like punched me in the face, man. I'm like, Oh my God. Because, listen, I live in Florida, so I I, I saw everything he did deal you know, with Miami. And it's the same thing with, like, you know, like the injuries. You know, like they had, like, the injury bug over there. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I seen it. And, you know, when I saw that he was a head coach, I was like, oh, my God. Forget it. <laughs> Adam Gase. Yeah. I mean, I have no faith in him. You know, I, I, I truly I mean, hopefully, listen, listen, you know what? He did come out. And 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 he did say, you know, that last year he messed up, you know, with the offense, he messed up with Bell. So you hope, you hope that a guy that's been in the league already as a head coach, for what, what, five years, right? Five, yeah. yeah. Yeah, five years. Hopefully you learn from your mistakes. So that's like the only positive thing that I'm hoping and thinking that Adam Gates himself, you know, he looked at the film, you know, he saw, you know, the way he coached, whatever, and he knows that he messed up. So hopefully hope you know, he changes and and he uses Bell correctly. The offense, you know, where you know, you know, like you mentioned, it's you know, third and ten, third and fifteen and he's throwing a screen. No, that's not gonna cut it. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna cut it. You know, you need to attack the video. Yeah, no, you don't do a screen. I mean, come on. It's third and 15 or third and 10. I mean, everybody's just, oh, it's green, really? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, so you have to, you know, open. I mean, like I said, the only light at the end of the tunnel tunnel that I'm looking at, it it just maybe hopefully, you know, that the guy came out to the media, admitted that he messed up last year, and that he's going to make some changes. So you hope, you hope, you hope, because if not, Joe Douglas that set it up for next year, all the cash space, all that draft capital, and if this mm-hmm. guy fails again, I mean, my first choice would be the the offensive coordinator from Kansas City, the enemy. Oh, I mean, yeah, Eric D. Oh, for sure. Eric I mean, how would be you know my first choice. I mean, mm-hmm. boom, that's it. But, well, you know what? It's, I mean, let's see how this year plays out. I think this team has a chip on the shoulder. I think they're, they're, you know, fired up. You know, um, and um, I mean, I, I believe tomorrow they're gonna go. It, it's gonna be a close, tough game. They just pull it out. I think just pull it out. Yeah. I think Sam Donald.
1: Okay.
5: Well, uh, uh, listen, Joe. Sam Darnold will make more plays than Josh Allen.
1: Write that down, bro. Right With, that with down. his arm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it was a great call. You brought a lot of fire. You brought a lot of fire my man And and I want to thank you for calling in I'll go live again I want to hear from you again man I want you to have a good night all right. You too you too Joe right. have a good Take one. Care, man. Same Thank you man peace Man what a call I tell you what he was He was all jets he was ready to go And then I brought up Ooh, Gaze <laughs> That broke the spell didn't it <laughs> the, the magic word Gaze And then it was oh my god <laughs> You know, but look, I, I understand, you know, a lot of Jets fans have us taking this. I'm going to wait until the, you know, towards the end of the show to really give my prediction. But, you know, I'm looking at this Bills team. And like I said, this is a team that is definitely going to be competing, you know, to win the division. Uh, for if me, in my mind, I'm looking at the situation. I think they're pretty much ahead of a lot of the teams, especially talent-wise. Uh, and they're really set up to, to go far. You know what I'm saying? They really set themselves up well with uh with Josh Allen as well too, they set him up well for success. So they they put the weapons around him. I don't think he's very good, but let me tell you, they've given him so many weapons that it's almost like, dude, he's just got to go out there and get it to the right guy, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you know, so oh man, so we're we're gonna get back to these lines in a second. Six four six, you're gonna be up next. But I want to talk to this chat because, again, I am live streaming. I know everyone's listening. Most people are listening on Blog Talk, but I also got my live stream going because I am streaming live on Twitch, YouTube, various platforms. So I'm going to get to this chat really quickly, and I'm going to go right here to Eddie Deanna. He says, Joe, can't help but feel like both the bills and now the fins have passed us in a rebuild. Thoughts? Listen, Eddie, first off, I want to thank you for tuning in, my friend. I hear you. I hear you there, and I'm – I can see see your point. When you look at the situation with the Bills, like I just got done talking about, the way that they set, you know, Allen up for success, his offense, the things they put around him in the cheap years, they've really put him in a position to take the franchise, take it a step forward and compete before they have to really pay him. I mean, they, last year everyone was saying, "Hey, you don't have the weapon, you don't have the number one guy, Cole Beasley, John Brown, good wide receivers," but. Not guys that you can really count on to go to when things break down. You guys don't have a real, like, legitimate weapon. And they said, oh, really? We're going to invest and go ahead and get Stephon Diggs from the Vikings. Boom. (laughs) You know, boom. Because the defense, ready to go. Nobody has questions about that defense. It was, hey, in the the crutch, when you're in the playoffs and you need a guy that you need to go to right now, does Josh Allen have that guy? And everybody was saying, oh, not really. And they went and got him. And you look at the Finns, the Finns are building. You know, they're coached extremely well. That coach they got over there, I mean, he smacked us once last season as well and almost beat us again, too. If it wasn't for a pass interference call, we would have lost that game, too. We would have lost two games to the Dolphins, a team that was a full-blown rebuild that was just completely being inspired by a coach that was over there just bringing the fire to all those players and had them hyped up, ready to run through a wall. So, you know. I look at this situation, especially with the fins, with the young QB. And I could see what you're saying, man. I, I really, I really feel your your comment there. Um, you know, I'm looking at uh, next guy commenting uses Gene. He says, "I'm afraid this game will come down to kickers. I do not trust Thicken." I know there's some Jets fans that kind of feel the same way. His kicking was decent uh, last year, but. We'll see what he's bringing. It could come down, especially with as ugly as it's going to be. Supposedly the weather is not going to be very good. It really could be kind of a, a close, muddy, ugly game where it could come down to kickers, and it might be in Thicken's hands. So we'll kind of see how it goes. So I'm going to get right back to these callers, though. 646, we are coming directly to you. State your name and where you're from.
6: Hey, Joe, it's your boy gangrene David on the line. How's it going, man?
1: What's going on David man? Thank you for calling in. How are you doing today?
6: I'm doing fine, you know. I'm just uh, enjoying a nice casual Saturday night after I uh had a nice lit night last night, but I'm so
1: incredibly excited for <laughs> be getting careful, to David. Be careful, David Don't get too lit. Be careful man. Don't get too <laughs> lit out there. You know what I'm saying? I know you like to party. I'm 21, Don't get too man. lit. Be careful. Be careful, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what are your thoughts about this game coming up with the Bills, man?
6: Well, I mean, I stated all my preview video yesterday, this is a matchup where you're going up against a very tough Buffalo Bills team that's essentially favored to win the AFC East. They have a very tough defense with a lot of playmakers, such as um, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Um, They also have a really solid front seven that can get to the quarterback. Uh, Guys like um, Ed Oliver, Trent Murphy as well, Jerry Hughes, who I think is one of the more underrated pass rushers in the league. They have some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. And their offense massively upgraded with Stephon Diggs, and it opened up a lot more options for the Buffalo Bows to kind of work with in terms of getting the ball to their playmakers, such as John Brown, Cole Beasley, two very solid wide receivers. You also got a young running back in Devin Singletary. So as of right now, you look at this Buffalo Bows team, they're coming off a phenomenal year, and they're out to make a tough statement this year with a very tough schedule ahead of them for themselves. So going into the Jets side of things, Um, it's almost a similar scenario to last year where I think it could be a very defensive game, in my opinion. But I think it could come down to the point where the Bills maybe have a touchdown to kind of seal things off. So the Jets are going to have to do a lot in this game. They got hit with the injury bug. Um, Denzel Mims is out. That is devastating. Avery Williamson's also out with uh, with an injury as well. So now it gives the Bills opportunities to run up the middle with uh, Singletary. So, I think going into this game, if you're a Jet fan, you're going to have to hope to God that the offense can come out guns and blazing. I think that's definitely going to be key to the game. You're going to have to get the run game involved as best as you possibly can. Le'Veon Bell has to play a very, very critical role because he is right now the best uh, offensive weapon you've got. Um, you also got to protect, protect, protect. I mean, we've been barking for this since 2018, but with the new offensive line, now they're being put to the test. So, you've got to see how they gel together against this front four. And then on the defense side of the ball, you've got to win the turnover battle. And, please, you've got to score off the turnovers. Because you go back to last yeah. year's 16-point uh, choke job, the Jets failed to score off the four turnovers that they had. They only had six points off four turnovers. And yeah. if you knew oh. any sort of shot, that would, that's how you would lose the game. Any team like the Jets, of course, would lose a game after forcing four turnovers because they failed to take advantage of those turnovers and score off of them. So those are just my yeah. raw keys to the game. There's so much more.
1: Yeah, there, there is. And you're already bringing a fire there, David. But I want to get your thoughts on this because you talked about protection. What are your thoughts about Beckton, though? Because I'm, I'm kind of a guy – look, I understand he's extremely talented. You know, he's a big physical guy. But, again, he's a rookie. He's got to get used to the speed of the game. But because of the conditions that we're in, no preseason games – So it's just immediately straight to the Bills with a stout front. We talked about Ed Oliver and all the other guys they have up front. Are you concerned about him going into this game? And are you worried that he might kind of struggle against this Bills in their front? Because they're going to absolutely bring it at him.
6: Well, Ed Oliver is a
1: defensive tackle, I believe. So they're probably going to
6: line up Ed Oliver on the inside. So I don't really see him matching. Well, they move him uh, around. They They move him around a lot. I don't know. I kind of see more Jerry Hughes and guys like um, um, Trent Murphy playing off the edge. But that doesn't matter. In terms of Makai Becton, um, I, when we drafted him, I kind of got ripped a little bit because I wanted Tristan Warps, and I thought that was a safer pick. And I'm not saying that I hated the Makai Becton pick. It's just that it wasn't my first choice because this is a player that's got a boomer bust um, note written all over him because the, the guy is huge. He's massive and he is incredibly physical. You cannot teach that kind of strength to anybody. But you look at his uh, days back in Louisville, he played in a very quick pass offense kind of type. So um, now you're wondering um, how could that maybe benefit his play style? If you're Adam Gaze, you know, are you going to run a similar kind of style to kind of benefit his game? But this is a player, like I said, he is pissed off a little bit in terms of leverage technique and footwork because when you go to the NFL, you go to these edge rushers, they're incredibly all around. They can – They can move right past you with their swim moves, their spin moves, or even their bull rushes. Bull rush may not be too much of a problem. It's more of the swim or spin moves that can kind of test his leverage and his technique a little bit as a blocker. So, Makai Becton is going to kind of – Makai Becton is going to basically be essentially any rookie, especially at the offensive tackle position. I can't expect all pro results out of him in his first year. I think that's I don't want to say that's a little bit unrealistic, but – when you said it best, though, when you had no preseason, you had no OTAs in minicamp, and you only have so much time to get acclimated into an NFL system, then you're going to expect those learning curves and growing pains to come. So if Mekhi Beckin could work on that leverage and technique, then I think he's going to make out to be a very good left tackle in the NFL. He's also got to cut down on the weight. Term. weight was definitely an issue, but it looks like he's been doing that as well. So you kind of look at his performance our training camp. He did have a little bit of questionable moments there where Jordan Jenkins went right past him. Quentin Williams, I think, also went right past him on a play as well. So I think beckton has got a bit to work on. But if he does, I think he can be a very good left tackle in the
3: NFL.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking to see, you know, what he does this year because my thing is he's going to be tested all year. I brought it up earlier. We have a host of teams with really good pass rushers, and he's going to face a lot of them. You know, KC with with Chris Jones and uh, Frank Clark, I think, is still there. Uh, you know, we're we're also going to play other Seahawks have guys that can get after it. We play, you know, just various the Niners. We got the Niners coming up uh, sometime this year as well, I believe. So he's going to be tested all throughout can, the year. He's going to see a lot of different guys. Go ahead.
6: We the Niners in the second
1: week of the season. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's going to be crazy. But just staying with the offense, because you talked about the guys up front. You talked about Le'Veon Bell and getting him the ball. And one of the guys, if not the guy that is in the most control of that, is Adam Gaze, man. We've had a lot of callers tonight. You know, some of them have been really up and down about how they feel about Gaze. What are your expectations for him coming into this season? Well, I mean, you got to step up. I mean, there's no gaze. I mean,
6: you're in your second year with the Jets. Um, you have a third-year quarterback. You have an all-pro running back. Um, it is your job as an, as an offensive guru, quote-unquote, to maximize the talent of your players. And the Jets fans and other fans really aren't confident in this guy is because he's failed to do that for years, especially when you go back to the Miami Dolphins. All the talent that, he, that was under his regime actually excelled in other systems when he was gone. So, you look, at, you look at how he's supposed to use Le'Veon Bell. And I said it earlier. Le'Veon Bell is expected to have a very critical role in this offense because he's the best player on your offense right now. And all the headlines are going to come out in terms of how Adam Gaze and Le'Veon Bell are not on the same page. They have a very bitter relationship, and Adam Gaze didn't want him, yada, 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 et cetera. So, I think if you're, if you're a Jet fan, you're wondering, can Adam Gaze and Le'Veon Bell finally get on the same page? I think that's going to be a very, very huge key for this because – If Le'Veon Bell is heavily misused again, then we could be in major trouble. This is an all-pro running back who, in my opinion, is still – he's still got that all-pro caliber in him. He did have a little bit of a down year last year, but he's motivated. He's slimmed down. He's got a lot of bustle. He's in the best shape of his life, and he's ready to go out there and make a statement. And if Adam Gaze isn't going to let him take advantage of that, then I don't know what else to say, really. I mean, this is just a coach. I really just can't maximize the talent of an all-pro running back.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you said it all right there. I mean, the fact that you have a guy that is as talented as Le'Veon is, and you can't, you know, you couldn't find a way to really get the ball in his hands last year, or you just refused to at times. We saw that where he, there was a time where he gave Bilal Powell more carries at one point than he was giving Le'Veon Bell. And it was like, what is going on here? But my biggest thing for Adam Gaze as well is adjustment. He needs to not I, – I get the utilization of, of personnel. I, I get that. That's definitely not one of his strong points. But he needs to figure out how to make adjustments during a game. Do not come out in the second half the same way you looked in the first half. I need to see you switch it up because let me tell you something. This Bill's defensive staff, the guys they got over there, they get after it. And if, if he can smell blood in the water and he can see that you're doing the same stuff, they're going to sniff that out and blow you up for it. What are your thoughts about that, uh, David? David? Well, I mean, like you pretty much mentioned it best. I mean, the Bills
6: have a lot of talented playmakers on the defense side of the ball, and adjustments is key. And you need to run as unpredictable of an offense as you possibly can, because if you don't get a run game going, then your offense becomes predictable. You go back to that Bills yeah. game last year, where, like I said, where we unfortunately blew the 16 point lead. The offense was incredibly, evil. and you look at that Bills front seven; they were tipping a lot of passes. That's another concern that I have going into this game is that you're going to get passes tipped, you're going to get Sam Darnold rattled, and it's good yeah. and it's it's going to get Adam Gaze nervous in his shoes. And before you know it, he's going to start getting desperate, and he's going to start making uh, he's going to start making decisions out of his ass instead of his head. So yeah, that's that that is a huge concern going again going with this defense there.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and it's a big concern for me. So I'm going to touch on the defense with you as well. Uh, how concerned are you about the secondary going up against Stephon Diggs? These corners are going to be tested. Do you think they'll be able to slow him down and stop him?
6: Well, I mean, I mean right now you look at the secondary. Um, Pierre Desir, I think he's, he was coming off an injury a little bit. So you're going to have to see if he can actually be healthy. I mean, I know this is a cornerback who really mashed up well with DeAndre Hopkins uh, throughout his time with Indianapolis at certain points. Um, and he had a very solid 2018 before having a down 2019 year. So, you're here you, to be your number one cornerback. And if you're going to line up, if you're going to match up match him up with Stephon Diggs most of the game, then you're going to have to wonder, you know, can um, DeSeer actually utilize his man-to-man coverage skills to keep up with Diggs? Because Diggs is a very speedy wide receiver that can create separation. That's the thing there. Uh, The second thing, I mean, Brown and Beasley are another shifty, speedy guy to get open over the middle. So if I'm Greg Williams, you know, do coverage, off the linebackers back a bit, you know, kind kind of actually uh, beat Josh Allen a little bit into making, uh, into making certain decisions that can force turnovers, because that's, that's part of the reason how we forced those four turnovers. Two of them came off uh, incredibly bad decisions by Josh Allen. So, I think if I'm Greg Williams, I think you definitely can use your linebackers, too, you know, drop them back into coverage, too, um, and you're going to have to rely on your front four to kind of, you know, generate some sort of pressure and, uh, you know, maybe kind of create a small pocket for Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this has been a phenomenal call with you, David. So my last question for you is going to be, what is your prediction for the game, man? Give me a score.
6: I'm going to say 27-13 Buffalo.
1: Mm. Twenty-seven, thirteen, Buffalo. Hey, you said it. Listen, David, man, it's been phenomenal. This is a great call from you. Loved hearing from you, man. I hope when I stream next time, when I go up, man, I need to hear from you again, man. It's always great to talk Jets with you.
6: Well, absolutely. Feelings mutual. You know, I got to have you back on a live stream of mine. Hopefully Adam Mm Gaze
1: doesn't take over your computer.
6: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, he uh, tried to
1: get me out of there, man. But before I let you go, go ahead and give out to your your social media and all your, you know, your platform and stuff like that. Everything you're doing on YouTube, because you're doing a lot of good stuff.
6: I appreciate that. Well, uh, I am on social media. I am on YouTube. I am Gang Green David on YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. I um, I do a lot of Jet content myself. I will be going live for the Jet Bowl game tomorrow. So that's definitely going to be some fun. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at David one You can follow me on TikTok at David one And, uh, you know, I definitely respond to all you guys. So that's pretty much that. So if you guys want to check out my videos as well, um, definitely check them out. You wouldn't be disappointed.
1: Yeah. As well, David, hey, man, thank you again for calling in, bro. You have a good night.
6: Of course, Joe. Have a good night, and uh, let's hope for a good game tomorrow. Hold your breath. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. You have a good one. Listen gangrene David calling in with fire. Okay. This is a guy that does a lot on YouTube as well. A lot of great videos, but a lot of good, you know, points and takes today. Like you said, a lot of people are kind of echoing the same sentiments. Listen, Adam Gaze is a guy that's got to step up, got to show up gotta you know do a better job (laughs) at all phases of his job the offense has got to be better he's got to be a better coach he's got to utilize offensive personnel better he's got to be able to adjust he's got to come in and put together a game plan that's really going to kind of put the bills on the heels a little bit and not get predictable he's got to do all those things and one of the other things that you touched on as well is hey you know, they, they've they got the Jets linebackers also got a up as well. They got to go out there on defense and they got to make sure that they get after, you know, these bills, offensive players. There's some guys out there. Like I'm, I keep telling people, listen, the bills are not a joke. They're serious business. All right. There's absolute serious business. So we're going to keep with the callers just a second, nine, seven, three, you're going to be up next, but, I got to get back to this chat, okay? Because, again, I am live streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and various other platforms, and so this chat is lit right now. There's a lot of people in here, and they want to talk Jets, so I'm getting right back to it. Uh, You look at Browmaster. Browmaster says, the Bills have a ridiculous amount of defensive talent and added digs. I think they're winning this game, to be honest. Hey, listen, Browmaster coming with his takes. He's letting you know the Bills are ridiculously talented, and he's feeling a certain way about it. Eugene's says, hey, coaches make adjustments, period. That's a a fact, Gene. That's an absolute fact. Good coaches make adjustments. They don't just sit around and just let things happen and just not do anything about them. You've got to see something's going on out there. You make an adjustment so that you don't lose. We all hate the Patriots. We talk about it constantly. Guess what? (laughs) The Patriots make adjustments. That's been their calling card for forever. That's literally how they won Super Bowls. They come out, they look one way, They go in, they come out in the second quarter, they look completely different. They go in, they come out in the third quarter, they look completely different than they did in the first and the second, and they come out in the fourth and they just put you away. That's literally the Patriot way. (laughs) That's literally the Patriot way, you know what I'm saying? So we have to make adjustments. If we're trying to win games, if we're trying to do things in this league, if we're trying to take a step forward, you've got to adjust. If you you can't adjust in this league, you're dead in the water. T.J. Decker in the chat says, but can Allen actually connect with Diggs? You know, look, he said, he remember, he threw a fit when Cousins was throwing, not throwing him the ball. (laughs) Listen, can Allen actually connect with Diggs? You know, Diggs is a great wide receiver. We'll see that connection. Allen is, you know, inaccurate, but I think that Diggs is one hell of a wide receiver, and he's going to find a way to get open. So TJ also says, Joe, love what you're doing, man. Stay on the grind, bro. Thank you again, TJ, for for watching, man. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the kind words, man. I'm going to keep doing what I do. So thank you again, man. So now we're going to go back to the calls. You know what I'm saying? Chat, keep doing your thing. But i got to get back to these calls because i got to talk to the people. So next caller coming up, 973. It is your time. Give me your name and where you're from. How do you do, sir? Hey, how's it going, man? Where are you from? What's your name?
0: Um, Louis from New Jersey.
1: Okay, Louis, man, how's everything going? What are your thoughts on this matchup with the Jets and the Bills, bro?
0: Hmm, division rivalry. What a way to start the season. Well, mm-hmm. Buffalo has a lot of weapons, but the Jets, I saw, you know, a lot of improvement over from last season in the second half. So I think they got something to build on. You know, as long as you know, Gates can become, you know, more of a better coach, like they said, because you know he has, you know, he has to make some adjustments. Um, you know, and of course our starter, you know, but if he doesn't do well this season, you know, I think he's going to be his way out. Of course, talking about Sammy, you know, he, he had a little bit of a response in the first half of the season, you know, with, uh, the battle with mono and then claiming he saw mm-hmm. a ghost, which I think was generally from the mono, because I think it was hallucinating. But once the second half of the season got started, <laughs> I think he found his way. And I think that he has something to build on. So, mm-hmm. though I think the Buffalo is going to uh, win tomorrow, it's not going to be a rout. I mean, I think the Jets are going to make it a very competitive game. These teams, these teams know each other uh, all too well. They know their strategies. They they, they can feel each other. Uh, not literally, of course, but, you know, in a football sense. So, I think it's going to yeah, be I a highly it. competitive game.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I, I, you I don't know, know you I'm, right, know the I'm right there with you. I I do I do think it's going to be – you know it 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 could definitely absolutely turn out to be a highly competitive game, especially with the weather playing yeah. a factor if it's getting as ugly as it gets. But I want to get your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on men's being out? How do you think that that will impact the offense?
0: Well you have a start you have a start of your offense, that could be out. uh that could that could be a factor. I don't think it's going you know, to do much damage, but it might it might cause a little bit of a, a problem in the game, but I think the Jets will work through that. I think our biggest yeah. problem is we need to find a safety because where our safety left, that was a that was a big problem. But you know he yeah. has problems yep. with games and whatnot. Like okay, if you don't want to be little, fine. Go to the West Coast. You're you're, you're their problem now, buddy. See you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You look. I, I know everybody loves Jamal Adams, safety. but also, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean we got Marcus May. He's a guy that I think can step up and step in. He's, he's got definitely got to show up and stay healthy this season, which – I think the the health thing has kind of been overblown with him. He's been here three seasons. He's been healthy two seasons. He's only missed, you know, a a bit of time or a lot of time, excuse me, in one season. So I think the health thing Mm -hmm. is kind of overblown with him a little bit. But, you know, he's a guy that's versatile and can be moved around within the scheme. And that's what I want to talk to you about as well as the defense. I'm wondering about the pass rush. Where do you think we're actually going to be able to manufacture a pass rush from? Because guess what? Josh Allen is a guy that if you just leave him sitting back there, he, he can make a play or two. You know what I'm saying? If you just he let could. him just stand back there for a long time, maybe he connects with the guy. I mean, how do you think that we're going to actually be able to get to Josh Allen? Would blitzing a lot be effective for you?
4: Uh,
0: it could be because, you know, I think our I think our weak spot was our defense last year. So if we can work on that, you know, I think we're going e- to have a much easier time uh, over the course of the season because our defense was yeah. a little shabby. Uh, last year. I've always been concerned about that. Our offense is fine, but our defense, that's another Mm -hmm.
1: story. Yeah. Yeah, look, I hear you. First off, I want to thank you for calling in, man, but so my final question for you is, what is your final prediction for the Jets versus Bills, man? Give me a score and give me the winner.
0: Okay, uh, Bills 112, the Giants, the Jets 3. No, no, I'm kidding. No. Uh, (laughs) 27-24, and I'm with, and I'm I'm going to go miss, but I'm thinking it might be overtime.
1: Okay. 27-24, you know, who, that, who but takes I, it?
0: I think that. Well, Buffalo. And, I, and not not okay. to sound like I am a Bills fan, because I am not, but I mm-hmm. do I do have the Bills picked for the other uh, Super Bowl. I mean, you know, they're going to win the division, no question. The Jets will make a strong case, though, for the wild card. So, you know, mm-hmm. get back to that. It's going to be a very good season for these two teams in the AFC because, Miami as well. Miami is Miami, of course. And with mm-hmm. what his name gone from the Patriots, as I had like to call that, or I should have said them, as the case may be. I don't think we're <laughs> going to see them as competitive as we have in recent years.
1: Well, listen. First, I can't look, say, the look,
0: what can I
1: say? Yeah, look, I say. look, I hear you, and listen, I understand people want to doubt the Patriots. Let me tell you something. I will never doubt yeah. them out. I don't until Bill Belichick yeah. is gone, until that whole fr- everybody that is involved that has ever been involved with what they put together is gone. I will never count them out. I feel like every single season people say the same thing about the Patriots, no matter what talent is there, they're not going to win. They're not going to the playoffs. They won't do this. They won't do that. And then next thing you know, what happens the end of the season they're in the super bowl yeah yeah. (laughs) they're one game out of the super bowl or you know i'm saying a play away and it's like whoa what was all these predictions from earlier in the season when they weren't supposed to be anywhere and boom they're here listen they're too well coached yeah you know they scout too well they're 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 just they do things so well They, they understand the business of football better than any damn near any football team in the league they just get it so I hate the Patriots yeah. but I've I've learned quite a bit from them just watching the way that they do business and I will never count them out. But again, man, I want to thank you for calling in. It was a great mm-hmm. call, man. Listen, when I go live stream next time, I definitely want to hear from you, man. Thank you so much for Well, coming hold
0: here. on. Before you before you go, there is one thing I have to mention. Okay. Um I have a, I have a show of my own actually. Um it comes on before oh, yours
1: on
0: on yeah. Saturdays. It's called the it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. Uh doesn't oh. cost you anything excuse with your mind. Um, we're on. I'm on Saturdays, five to seven p.m. Uh, East Coast time. The number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. Number again is five one two five four three four six six two. And we handle mm, almost everything in the world of sports, including the
1: NFL. All right. Well, thank you so much again for calling in, man. You have a good night.
0: Thank you. Whew
1: what a great call, man. He came in, he brought his fire as well, had a lot coming. He talked about a lot of different things, particularly around the league. Uh, you know, and he took the bills. There's been a lot of people tonight. You know, have taken the bills. There's been some Jets fans as well that have taken the Jets in a shocker, but you know, a lot of, a lot of people calling in, you know, saying, Hey, the Jets were, I think we're going to look decent, but this is just not going to be our week. Not with everything that we got going on. So I'm going to keep going to the calls. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We got some time left here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this chat as well. I'm not going to ignore my guys in the chat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get to the chat really quickly. Gene, again, in the chat says, honestly, how nervous were we every week before playing Adam Gage? <laughs> before playing an Adam Gaze Miami Dolphins offense, were we ever nervous? <laughs> Gene, let me tell you something. Okay. I remember those days. All right. Let me tell you something about those days. When when when, I, when we do pre-shows for that, people will call in and be laughing at Adam Gaze. We were absolutely laughing at him and his offense and the team and everything else. So <laughs> if you want to talk about that, you know, that is what it is. So Vincent Casillo, you know, he says, hey, the Patriots were 11-5 and five with Matt Castle. That's true. That's why I say, hey, listen, you never count them out. You know, a lot of people are saying, hey, Brady's not there anymore. Their time's over. Listen, I never count them out. I've seen them do that. And not only were they 11-5 with him, he was throwing 300-yard games. I think he had more than 300-yard games a couple times, too. He was on the league up. They make adjustments. They fit their scheme around their players. So it is what it is. Um, you know what I'm saying? Gene says, again, it's crazy how fans are sleeping on the Pats. Stop it. Until we beat them and our QB doesn't see ghosts playing them, we shouldn't clown them as if they are beneath us. You know, I hate the Patriots, but – it is what it is. Again, going back to the chat, I'm just – John says they also went 2-0 and with Garoppolo and 1-1 and with Jacoby Brissett in his rookie year. Listen, the Patriots, like I said, they make adjustments. Before we start dumping on the Patriots, we need to figure out, you know, what we got going on here. I mean, this is definitely not a, a Patriots show. I can't stand them, but I do respect what they've done in the league, and I do not count them out. So, with that said – I'm going to get away from the chat for a second. I'm going to get back to the calls. 202, you are up next. I need to hear from you, my friend. Give me your
4: name and where you are from. I'm uh, Nate from Virginia, and I'm a Bill fan, so so I was just wondering. Okay, okay. Okay, Listen, listen. Listen, listen, this is a Jets show,
1: but I tell you what, you are welcomed here. You know what I'm saying? I love talking football with everybody, and I want to thank you for calling in because you are from another fan base. That means a lot to me. So give me your thoughts on this uh,
4: this uh, Jets-Bills game we got coming up
1: from a Bills fan perspective.
4: Um, I've been seeing, you know, the Buffalo Fanatics. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with them, but, you know, we're getting a little cocky in the comments. Like, last year we had the Jets (laughs) – yeah, the Jets week one, and people thought the Jets would just come in and be us. And you know, I'm scared that's going to happen this year. The reverse, you know what I'm saying? If if we think we get too cocky, and the Jets could come up. You know, they're a sneaky team. They got some solid yeah. players. You know, Perriman, Perriman's not bad. And uh, Le'Veon, hopefully looking for a bounce back year. Got big old Becton. So you know, I'm just I'm just a little scared. But I know I think we're going to come away with the dub. So
1: just very really yeah. close, ten yeah, point so, maybe.
4: Argent. Yeah. Okay,
1: so, but as a Bills fan, when you look at, you look at, you take your defense, match it up with our offense, where do you think your strong points are? How do you think you can attack the Jets on, you know, on their offense?
4: Um, honestly, I think that our run defense is a little, last year was a little shaky, but we got a few D line upgrades. But um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be very good against the pass. Just the number one option or the number one uh, focus is going to be keeping Le'Veon on uh, under you know, 100 yards or having a breakout game. So that's what that's, that's what my thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about keeping him under wraps. Uh, Adam Gaze has done a very good job of that. <laughs> Adam Gaze has done an amazing job of that, all right? Uh, I hope he doesn't yeah. keep him under wraps this season, but I'll tell you what, Adam <laughs> Gaze has done one hell of a job up until this point. So, yeah, you know, you guys have a great front, and I keep telling people that because you actually do. I mean – You look at, like I keep saying, Ed Oliver, that dude is phenomenal. I mean, he is a monster, dude. He's so big, so strong. I've seen him literally just take great guards, Pro Bowl guards, and just put them into the stands like they don't even exist. (laughs) It's it's insane how just crazy he is, man. And your secondary is very good as well with Hyde and White. Mm. I mean, you guys got it it going. But I want to talk about your offense because let me tell you something. I'm not a fan of Josh Allen. I think he's terrible. Uh, yeah. But i tell you what, yeah. you guys did get – you surrounded him with weapons, so I want to get your thoughts on your offense and, you know, how you guys plan to kind of attack us offensively.
4: What is your outlook on that? Um, personally, I think that I've, – I've been seeing a lot of Josh Allen slander, especially from the uh, Jets fan base, but I feel like last year um, he could have had a better season, obviously, but I think that accuracy is really going to take a big step this year. He's going to have some more weapons to throw to. Uh, Zach Moss is going to be able to kind of balance out the run game. And Josh Allen is like, if he's not, if he's not throwing well that game, uh, he can just kind of scramble out of the pocket and make some plays with his legs. So I'm, I'm a little optimistic, mm-hmm. but, you know, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah. How excited are you about Stefan Diggs, man? I know you got to be hyped about that guy.
4: Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm very excited because uh, if John Brown, all due respect to John Brown, you know, he's no Stefan Diggs. So if he can get over 1,000 yards with Josh Allen, you know, not be, not being very accurate, then I think Stephon Diggs can have an amazing season this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, you guys, like you said, you guys got one heck of a team, man. You guys are really doing your thing over there. You know, you put Josh Allen in a big-time, you know, position to succeed. I mean, you guys have done it all. Even the coaching, that's where I want to go next with you. What are your thoughts on your head, Coach? Oh, McDermott, he's phenomenal, man. How do you feel going into a game with him every single week?
4: Yeah, I, I personally I love McDermott's. Uh you know, I, I think he can, you know, he can be in the running for coach of the year, you know, he's really he's really about his business. You know, he's not with the shenanigans. Uh, you know, yeah. he'll you know, he'll get it done. Very defensive minded coach and I love that. I love having a great defense to be able to kind of rely on if your offense isn't, you know, producing as much as you'd want to, like we did last year. So yeah. Yeah.
1: I like, you know, man, I'll tell you what, McDermott, that guy, whew, he's phenomenal. He's one of the better coaches. In the yeah. league. I, I, like you said, I, I could see, I could see him getting coach of the year depending on, you know, how things pan out with the bills. But like you said, he's no nonsense. He's a guy that comes in. He schemes well. He's very well-researched. I mean, that, you could tell this guy really puts it together and he finds holes in whatever it is that you do and he yeah. exploits them. So, you know, he does his thing. So my last question for you is, what is your prediction for the Jets-Bills game, man? How do you see it going?
4: Prediction, I think it's going to start off slow. I think it's going to be a very defensive-minded game, but I think, you know, the Bills are going to eventually, you know, find our stride. You know, I'm a little biased, obviously, but I'm going to go ahead and say 21-10 Bills. Okay.
1: Twenty one ten bills,
4: okay. It, it is, yeah. it is.
1: Again, man, I want to thank you for calling in, man. It's all love. I know you're not a Jets fan. Hopefully, maybe one day yeah. we can convert you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you'll start seeing the green, you know, and start thinking, hey, maybe that's a jersey I want to put on. You know what I mean? But you know, no pressure, no yeah. pressure. But I want to, I want to again, I want to thank you for calling in. I want you to keep calling in, please. When I live stream, uh, you know, when I when I do my show, man, I love hearing from you. Um, thank you for calling in again, man.
4: Yeah, no problem. It's it's a pleasure.
1: All right. You have a good night, bro.
4: All right. You too.
1: Hey, listen. Actual Bills fan called in. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Heck of a caller. Came in. Great Bills fan. Lots of knowledge. Uh, he brought a lot of fire as well, too. Talked about McDermott. You know, the way that he felt about McDermott. That guy's a great coach. McDermott's a great coach. And I know a lot of Bills fans are very happy to have him there. Hell of a schemer. This guy knows what he's doing, but he also talked about Josh Allen. He kept it kept it pretty real. He talked about, hey, last season didn't play as well as some might have wanted him to. But this season with the weapons and things he got around him, hopefully he can play better. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not sold on Josh Allen, but I tell you what, the weapons that they put around him, what they surrounded him with, whew, it's gonna be hard for him to fail. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty hard for him to fail. So with the show, you know, kind of closing up. Uh, I know everybody wants my prediction. It is prediction time. So here it is. I'm looking at the situation. I'm looking at the team, and I'm saying, hey, offensively, we're coming in. Again, we're banged up. The offensive line, still a question mark. I know we got Conor McGovern. I'm excited about Beckton, but I'm still wondering, can they protect Sam? I look at the wide receiver position. I say to myself, Mims was the guy I was excited about. You know, I was really happy to get him in the second round. It's looking like, I mean, he's not going to play this week, but it's looking like he might miss more time than just this week. Um, They're talking about, you know, possibly, I know Gaze was talking about exploring, maybe putting him on IR. So that is not something I want to hear. He could be missing multiple weeks. Um, But I'm looking at this offense and I'm saying, this is Adam Gaze's show. He's got to show me that he can dial it up. I need to see him make an adjustment to the personnel that we have out there. Listen, if, you know, if we don't have the guys because they're banged up and hurt, listen, you got to adjust your scheme. We need to see two tight end sets. We need to see, you know, formations with two backs on the field where you get on the ball. You know, we need to see you change things up, guys. We need to see you step up. I look at the defensive side of the ball, especially when we match up with the Bills. And I'm saying, I'm worried about Stephon Diggs. I'm worried about that matchup. I'm worried about how, you know, how we're going to try to back him. Do we double him? What do you do? Then the other, you know, problem starts. Well, how do you get pressure on Josh Allen? Do you blitz? Um, you know, if you don't blitz, then what do you do? Do you spy him? Because he'll take off. He'll use his feet. You know, I call him a glorified running back for a reason. It's because that boy does run a lot. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? So if you don't find, you know, a way to kind of wrangle him down and handle him, You'll have a long, long day with him. So you got to find some way to keep him in that pocket. So I look at the situation with him and I'm just saying to myself, man, defensively, I'm a little bit worried too. um, Because if if you blitz, you can get burned. uh, And if you don't blitz, you can still get burned because you can run. Um, You know, so I look at this situation man, and I'm going to go, 14-23, 14-23 14-23, 14-23 Bills. I'm going to say 14-23 Bills. I, I think we're going to fight. I think it's going to be a tough game. Weather probably is going to play a factor. It's going to be ugly. But, man, I just, it, it's just really tough for me to, to, to pick the Jets right now because of how banged up we are offensively and my uncertainty with, with Gaze. gays. <laughs> Uncertainty with Adam Gaze and you just how he how he's gonna be able to coach against this team and can he make adjustments. It's just like it's just too much there. Um but what I don't wanna see is I don't want to see uh I don't want to see Sam get beat up. I know that. I know that the protection has gotta be there for Sam Darnold because let me tell you something. If you don't protect him against the Bills, they would decapitate Sam. They might he might not he might not see the rest of the season. <laughs> you might not have to worry about that. So you know, that's my take. I'm giving it, you know, 1423 bills. It is what it is. So with the closing of the show, listen, I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe. Like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back, okay? Also, give me some feedback. I love going back and forth with folks about what I do here on Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, I'm also on Twitter as well, okay? At the Long Beach Joe. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ00. Those two Twitter handles you can talk to me at. Listen, hit me up. You want to troll me in the comments, no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Darnold jersey on, okay? I keep it on at all times. I mean, except for today. All right. But I keep it on. You know what I'm saying? You know, so listen, no matter what anyone says, no matter how anyone feels. When you go on YouTube, I'm on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets, okay, I'm there. I have a host of other channels as well. So please go over there, check out my content. Please subscribe, please comment. I love going back and forth with people in the comments as well. You wanna troll me over there. No issues, I will troll you right back. And as always people, listen, when you see me in person, okay, I know the railroad's going around, so won't be at a game this year, but there'll be a time when you will see me eventually. When you see me in person, It is arms out, chest open. Free hugs for everyone, baby. Free hugs, okay? They don't cost you anything. They're completely free, okay? Even virtual hugs, I'm live streaming. You know what I'm saying? The hugs are virtual, all right? So, again, I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.